you are receiving this transmission, you are reclaiming the faith with Phil Baker on the Fourth Watch Radio Network. Welcome to episode 74 of Reclaiming the Faith, a podcast with a mission to reveal what the earliest Christians believed about the core issues facing us today. I'm your host, Phil Baker. Now let's dig into history. Hey, y'all, thank you so much for taking time to listen to Reclaiming the Faith. I've got a great interview for y'all today with Mr. Darren Geisinger, the author of the book Zero G's and the Armor Eternal. Darren is not only an author, but he's also a speaker, a marketing professional, an illustrator, and the coordinator of the True Legends Conference. I've got links to Darren's book and uh, the True Legend Conference in the show notes, so please go check those out. Well, everything you need to find stuff about me can be found on my website, philsbaker.com, so you can find links to my book, uh, music, Patreon page, um, my blog, everything you need there at philsbaker.com to find out stuff about me. Well, if this episode is a blessing to you, please consider leaving a rating and review on my iTunes channel, uh, Reclaiming the Faith. That'll really help people find interviews like this in the future. All right, well, I'm blessed to be a part of Justin Fall's Fourth Watch Radio Network, along with BDK of Omega Frequency, who I do a monthly Q&A show with called Ready With An Answer. And if you have any questions about what we talk about here on Reclaiming the Faith or the Fourth Watch or Omega Frequency, please uh, email us. You can email me at uh, email philsbaker at gmail.com or you can contact BDK. Um, there's a link to that on his website, omegafrequency.com. Also, every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., my wife and I do a verse-by-verse Bible study through the book of Philippians. So you can check that out on my YouTube channel, uh, Phil Baker. But if you want to find it easily, just type in Phil Baker Philippians, and that should bring you to my channel. And yeah, it's just really neat. We're in chapter one. So please go check that out. My wife and I doing that verse-by-verse Bible study. Lastly, the early Christian quotes that I that I use can generally be found on the CD-ROM version of the Anti-Nicene Fathers, and you can purchase your copy for a mere $5 on the Scroll Publishing website, scrollpublishing.com. All right, well, without any further ado, let's get into part one of my interview with Darren Geisinger. Darren Geisinger, thank you so much for taking time to be on Reclaiming the Faith. Well, thanks for having me, Phil. It's, it's an honor to be on. Yeah, buddy. Well, first, for those who don't know you, would you mind telling uh, folks a little bit about yourself and what it's been like to be the coordinator for the True Legends Conference and maybe a little bit how, how this year is going to be different than the rest? Oh, boy. Everything's different than previous years, isn't it? So Mm. briefly about myself, I'm 48. I live in the uh, Ozark Mountain Hills with my family. We've been on a 50-acre homestead for two and a half years now. And uh, we've got some some dairy cows, a dairy cow that we had from a calf, and she's full grown, had her own already. And and we're we're milking and doing that thing. And I have uh, Jacob sheep. People ought to Google that if they don't know what they look like. They're horn sheep, and they kind of have up to like six horns. (laughs) 
Mm. Uh, very odd uh, wool sheep. And uh, this year, my I, we I, we had eleven ewes. Wow! And if you know anything about increase, you don't need more rams. You just <laughs> need ewes, right? Yeah. So to have eleven ewes in the spring, I'm just full of thanks for Father, and mm. and he confirmed that that was the the, the breed of, of sheep that we were supposed to get in a very interesting way through prayer. And mm. and I'm just watching it increase because it's it's the Jacob sheep, right? The the Father increased Jacob, you know, when Laban was trying to. Mm to uh, do them over yeah. and he just kept increasing. So I kind of feel like that this year, but we're just learning. We have a big garden, we got the fruit trees in. And uh, so springtime is always busy. And then we've got uh, True Legends Conference. So my wife and I, and normally she's more involved because we would have to be doing it at the Mansion Theater in Branson. And, and Nikki, my wife handles all of the hospitality and the, and the green room and boy, so the hotels. She didn't have to do any of that this year because it's, of course, going to be a streaming-only event. Mm. Um, so if people are interested in the True Legends, and you should be interested in the True Legends uh, conference, you've got Steve Quayle, Russ Dizdar, Gary Wayne, L.A. Marzulli, Dr. Michael Lake, Celeste Solem, uh, you know, Bob Griswold, the, the homesteader prepper. People need to go on to gen6.com, G-E-N-S-I-X.com, and go to the shop. Get streaming, the stream, sign up for streaming. It's May 15th through 17th. The great thing is, is, as soon as you sign up for streaming this year, if you're interested, you can watch all of the 2019 True Legends as video on demand for free right then. Wow. So answering the alien question with Timothy Alberino and, <laughs> and so many other uh, high-profile uh, ufologists. Uh, so sign up for for uh, this year's True Legends to hear those those guys that I mentioned, and you get all of the the 2019 uh, True Legends for free as video on demand. Anyway, enough of that plug. Uh, you know, for me, I went to art school, the Art, art Institute of Pittsburgh. I grew up uh, in Ohio, and so I went back there for my job in Cleveland and worked in. Uh, I was an illustrator coming out of of college, but I got into graphic design and worked at an advertising agency for ten years. And then I just slowly became an art director, you know, became a marketing manager, started to write, you know, promo copy, became a basically a manager of a team and, and uh, met Timothy Alberino back in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where he's from, too. And uh, we just kept in touch. And I moved out to Idaho, uh, northern Idaho. And I thought that's where we were going to start our homestead. We forgot to ask the father, though, where we were <laughs> supposed to move. And so that did not work out. Uh, but Tim said, since I was moving, uh, my wife was the one that said, how about the Ozarks? And it's a third the price of northern Idaho. I did not nice. know that. I quickly found out that this was much cheaper, much better. And uh, <clears throat> Timothy Alberino said, Darren, what are you doing? We need someone to, to uh, work the, the True Legends conference. So that's when I got on board with that. But all, with all my skill sets, I put together the illustration, the advertising, the the marketing, the writing. I ended up uh, writing my uh, own fiction novel, uh, Zero G's Part One, uh, The Armor Eternal. And that's been out for about two years now. Yeah. Man, and I, I definitely want to let people know that you've been designing some book covers for a while now, too. And so if anybody needs that done, they need to contact you as well, right? Cool. Well, I'll make that plug super short. If you have a book in you, you have the word doc done or almost done. 
can do everything else. So uh, I've done this for Mike Spaulding, Dr. Michael Lake, uh, Steve Quayle, uh, and more. I'm, I'm doing working on one for L.A. Marzulli right now. So if you need a book, you can just uh, you can go to my website, DarrenGeisinger.com, and just uh, contact me. That way might be easiest. Or you can look up, go to Facebook and look up King's Custom Covers. There's a whole bunch of samples there. I do everything, fiction, nonfiction, uh, essentially whatever you, whatever you need. So I can do format the whole interior, do the covers. So look me up via my website or you know contact me on Facebook and just tell me what you're working on and we'll make the book uh, come to life. Yeah, man. And you know, you've, you've written this, uh, true fiction in a sense, uh, book zero G's. I mean, I, I say it's true because it's got so much true stuff in there. Even though you're telling a story, there's so much history and, and present and future, uh, from the text, from our Bible and our scriptures, and just from real life events. Uh, what made you want to write zero G's and why did you decide to make it a series? Well, what made me write it, that's that's probably a several part uh, answer. It being true is interesting because when people look at it, they'll go, oh my goodness, this is pretty far out. I mean, it's, it takes place in the year 2045. It's, it's following a 10-year uh, global economic meltdown that I think we're on the cusp of starting here. And uh, out of that 10-year meltdown, that's when the story begins and the characters are kind of uh, growing up in the uh, in the ashes of that event, and and the new world order is being born, and the phoenix of the new world order is rising from those ashes, and that's when the story opens up. Now, the gravity thing—I will give people a hint as to why there's a gravity problem and what that's all about. Because if you check Revelation, it doesn't mention anything about gravity. It does mention the Earth will wobble to and fro, and that will be in the story. But. Um, I will give a hit. That is something to do with lying signs and wonders. I'll just I'll just let people have that. And the other thing is, you know, I have these. It's 2045, so the characters drive these uh, mechanical exo armors. They don't talk, of course. I hate that kind of thing. They're disposable. You get in and out. If one's wrecked, you just get the next one. <clears throat> but other than the gravity problem and the exo armors, yes, everything about uh, zero G's I wrote to kind of, uh, you know, point to what is really going to happen. And that brings me to your actual question, which is why did I write the book? <clears throat> Excuse me. The reason I wrote the book, and, and Timothy Alberino and I kind of worked on this for several years before I began it. That's why he wrote, Timothy Alberino wrote the foreword to Zero G's, is that we believed, and this was years ago, that the mark of the beast is going to be something having to do with giving up your pure humanity. Mm. Um and it really moved me to write a fictional story where people could picture themselves as the characters and um, have a very entertaining story. I mean, I mind you, I do not steam steamroll right into the conspiracy theories. I, I go in depth on characters, but they can picture themselves the characters and what it's going to be like to have to watch humanity upgrade to humanity 2.0 and kind of be left behind. And at first, you know. You, the, the world population will be suspicious of those not joining that. And then it's going to turn to violence and persecution. And we've got to eliminate these people from the gene pool, lest you know, humanity 2.0 cannot rise to the stars and, and apotheosis and all that nonsense. So that's how this, the Zero G's, the Armor Eternal, you guys can go to DarrenGeisinger.com if you're interested. You can read a sample there, see, see Timothy Alberino's comments on it and some other things. Coupon code. If people want thirty percent off, this is because <clears throat> excuse me the the book is featured in Higher Entities DVD from the Fall Brothers at, at Fall um, Fourth Watch Films dot com. Yep. 
And so the coupon code is HE2020 for 30% off. So DarrenGuysinger.com, HE2020, gets you 30% off if people are interested in the novel. I've had to order more. They're on the way. Um, so uh, to, to me, the biggest thing was that this the characters in the story have to face uh, humanity 2.0 coming online. And what does that mean? And that is giving up your pure humanity uh, in the hour of need. The first thing in the book is the Jacob and Esau verse where Esau mm-hmm. comes in. He's basically says, give me some of that. And and we all know that Jacob said, I, I need to have your inheritance. I need to have what you're due. And he goes, well, what is what good is all that if I die? Just just give me. And and I feel like humanity right now is on the cusp of that. We they they pushed this Corona thing as far as they could mm. without total pandemonium. Yeah. But the next one is going to be pandemonium, and there's going to be real hunger and real death, and 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 all of this thing I believe was there to get laws in place to be able to handle the chaos that's coming, so they'll have total control. Um, that's probably not going to happen this time, but it will in the next one. And um, humanity is going to be in their hour of need. We could go into economic meltdown, just like I feature in my book. Uh, we could have, you know, it says it right on the back of my novel, and this was long before coronavirus, that that they show up on the scene and stop the pandemics and turn the lights back on because I also feature a basically disclosure. What would it be like when a superior ET race comes in? They save us from the pandemics. They save us from from total extinction. And in that hour of need, we say, hey, you, you basically gave me your, the bowl of stew that I needed. Uh, I give up my inheritance. I'm, I'm going to take the upgrade um, and and you no longer become... Uh, you're no longer fully human, and we can talk about what 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 that means if you want to go there next. Yeah, man. You know something I was I was kind of curious about because um, I believe like everybody that becomes a Christian comes with a certain uh, worldview and filters that we see the Bible through, and then there are certain events that kind of shape our worldview. You were talking about the coronavirus. I heard uh, on the radio that they're thinking about naming this new generation like Generation C because the world's going to be completely different after mm-hmm. the computer computer uh, sorry, coronavirus. And so, um, you know, I was wondering what are some key events or discoveries in your life that helped shape your biblical worldview? Well, um, certainly, certainly meeting Timothy Albert. I mean, I, I went to, to regular church and, uh, and had a belief in, in Christ as my savior. Um, it took a lot of growing but meeting Timothy Alberino and hearing about some of, uh, well, the Genesis 6 affair, which I was probably knee-high to a grasshopper when I read that in some sort of class. I don't remember where I was, but I said, wait, it says angels came down and married women. I yeah. asked the instructor about that, and he said, no, no, that was just bad people marrying good people or something. <laughs> and I knew I knew that wasn't true then, and he was very he was sweating it. He didn't like to have to give that answer. But basically, I don't need to go into a lot of that. Your audience might know what what goes on with that. It's 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 been detailed and hashed out online over and over again. But when I heard, yes, that the, there's something more to that. There's things that can invade our space. There's things that can mess with our DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened with all flesh becoming corrupt uh, and not what what God had made in Genesis is probably going to happen at the end again. And um, 
that's and again that takes us full circle so what changed you know what shaped my biblical worldview was a i don't know that you can fully understand scripture if you don't understand that uh as in the days of noah so will it be when the son of man comes back and mm-hmm. that we're already making hybrids and underground labs and secret facilities uh you know the book of jubilee says and they taught the mixing of species in order to provoke the lord yeah. well they're doing that all over again, and why do you think his judgment is coming? Well, it's not for just for the millions upon millions of abortions and all of the, the the homosexual agenda, but it's also we're tampering with his creation all over again. He doesn't like that. Yeah, he. That's why after the flood, he's saying that these these creatures will reproduce after their own kind. I remember reading that as a kid, going, "Well, what mm-hmm. what else would the giraffe do?" It's because they had, something had come in and mixed it all up. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe, and that's what Zero G's the novel is, some, is somewhat about: is the facing of of what is going to happen when um, we can start playing God. They can start playing God and start uh, doing creation at will, and they are doing that. So. I mean, the clock is is ticking down, Phil. It's mm. it's it, they are provoking him, and he's taking action now, and we're feeling the repercussions. Mm. You know, you're mentioning Genesis six, and um, in your book, you talk about the messengers and how they play a key role in deceiving humanity. Of course, like you know, messengers in Greek is angelos. You know, it's it's also angels. Right, right. And so, uh, you know, in your book, who are the messengers, and how do their actions compare with those of the rebellious angels in Genesis 6? Interesting. Great question, Phil. You are, you are good at this. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm the, learning, yes. man. I got a long way to go. <laughs> As people go to the DarrenGeisinger.com, they can kind of see a little preview. They can see the ships. They can kind of read, read the synopsis. You know, they have arrived on the scene, but they're remaining hidden hmm. because it's about us. It's not about them. They were only able to intervene out of some last resort galactic clause, right? Because we were going to doom ourselves. Uh, there, I have a twist on it that Basically, they they out the Illuminati and the banksters and the politicians mm-hmm. and 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 hideous other ETs that you know the long neck grays that we know are out there experimenting on people. So they win the hearts and minds, not only turning the lights back on and, st- and stopping the pandemics, but they basically show that you know the Georgia Guidestones talking about depopulation mm-hmm. is is the Illuminati. And I, I put it in my book that you know they popularized the term Illuminati right under their noses and then handed them over to the lynch mob, which is kind of what QAnon is always talking about, whether I don't really believe what he he says is going to come true, but he basically says Trump is going to drain the swamp. He's ready to out the cabal, all the pedophile, blood drinking, uh, Hollywood, blah, 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 blahs are going to get, you know, indicted and we're going to see true justice. That's kind of what it's interesting for me to hear that now, because I kind of have that as the role of the messengers. They come back and they save us, right? They turn the lights back on. They start the food production again, basically say that our biggest enemy was us, you know, the elites trying to doom us. So humanity just in, in love. Who cares, man? Hey, I don't care if what you look like, if you're aliens or whatever, you're, you're helping me eat again. And you saved us. You saved our race. So the Bible says this is a coming strong delusion, and, and if it were mm. possible, even the elect would be would be duped. So that's what Zero G's tries to tailor this tremendously persuasive deception, where who can who can they're even remaining hidden? They're not even interfering. They're just helping and advising from afar, right? Mm. And uh, so when you have old time religion uh, believers like my characters who grew up in house church and homeschool, and they've been taught what we're talking about here on this broadcast 
you know, of course, everybody's loving everything E.T. They're the saviors, right? So my characters are starting to feel more and more like outsiders, and everybody's going, old-time religions, I mean— now that we aliens are here, what are you talking about? Like, there is no God. Like, these these guys, you know, either created us or or they were created along with it. All that stuff is is gone. So, anyway, I, I don't know exactly um, if I've answered your question or not. But the messengers uh, in the first part are are playing are taking the place of God. Phil, they're t- they're they are getting the reverence that should be. Totally reserved for for uh, Yehovah, our Elohim. That's that's they've got it, and people are are listening. And in the first book, they dole out the first twelve of thirty six truisms mm. to mankind, which essentially it becomes you know mankind's r- rules to live by once they once they hand them out. And I personally think the book's worth getting just for that. So mm. the truisms and. Uh, yeah, wait till they see the next twelve. But um, yeah, they they are they are uh, taking the place of God and or making God the whole notion of old time religion um, outdated. Man, that's some good stuff. Before we uh, before we get into the truisms, I, I want to hit on this deception um, aspect. Like one of the things I thought was really cool in your book is that it's like um, the celebrities believe they're deceiving the people, but the celebrities are being deceived by people or by entities, but those entities are also being deceived. Like this deception is so multi-layered and those who think they're deceiving are actually deceived. I just thought that was so neat. Yes. And yeah, man. And, and, um, and one of those, uh, one of those groups that are deceiving and yet also being deceived are the Vril Society in your book. And so for those who don't know who they are, would you mind explaining like what is the Vril Society and what's well, their connection to the Nazis and the role they may be playing in deceiving the world? Well, today? it's 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 a little it's a little outrageous in my book, but honestly, I don't think it's I think it's truer than we would want to be comfortable with. I have a different take. The Vril Society, often people think of these mediums uh, in the Nazis who were channeling uh, higher entities uh, and giving the Nazis clues into how to build things and wage war. Now, I believe that that that's kind of a metaphor or a bit of a stretch or it became a legend for what was really going on in that Hitler actually ran into a subterranean race of things called the Vril, and, and the, they are reptilian. And I find myself kind of squeamish even saying that word because the Illuminati, the elite, have done their best to make anything with the word reptilian in it sound ridiculous. Like, okay, check out this guy's cuckoo uh, from, you know, Oprah opening her eyes real slow and having snake eyes or whatever. That is all disinformation, you know, shape changers and all that stuff. That's put out by them to make people talk about reptilians and seem ridiculous. But unfortunately, uh, Hitler did run into a race of things through the Tibetan monks in the catacombs that went underground, and they weren't that interested in higher technology. They started, who knows, I postulated in my book, but they started trading with the Nazis things to show them where some of the lost technology was. This is according to my research. So this is really the faction part of it and that they were able to show him where some of the craft was from ancient 
you know, pre-civilizations that was higher technology, like from Atlantis or Lemuria and that kind of thing. They didn't have interest. This race didn't, but they knew where it was. And so Hitler had to start back engineering, which took a long time. By the end of the war, he did have maybe the Foo Fighters was something of his, but he certainly at the end of the war, and Admiral Byrd ran into them in the in 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 the in the cold Arctic there that they had gotten anti-gravity craft by the end of the war it was basically over it was too late and um so in the book the vril are kind of the long neck grays that were in league with the elite to um and they they helped the nazis but i kind of say that the messengers have eradicated them from earth space to kind of wind our hearts and minds i mean they're so hideous that not only were the humans happy to be eating again and having power back on, but oh my goodness, they saved us from these things, the the Illuminati who wanted to depopulate us and these things. I mean, there is there is no denying or, or not having allegiance to the messengers because they just overwhelmed humanity with their their generosity. They are the benefactors and they've saved us on all ends. Um, so and that's what. So the Vril is, is kind of like a creature from underground, but they are not. They're not really a big part of the book. Only they're the 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 legend of it. I don't know. People need to need to check out the book to kind of find out more about it. Yeah, man. So like the alien greys that people believe are coming from outer space are actually coming up from oh, absolutely. underground. Absolutely. Yeah. If people have not watched Phil Schneider full interview. Go to YouTube, hit Phil Schneider full interview, and watch this man. They tried to kill him 12 times and got him on the 13th. He is part of the Dulce Wars. If people want to go into conspiracy theory fringe, there, uh, you know, he was going. He was supposed to go repair some equipment. They was building a deep underground military base, and the equipment kept coming up broken or whatever. And um, yeah, he should have known something was up when 60 Green Berets showed up the night before uh, they were going down there to investigate. But yeah, they ran into the the long necked Greys down there, and um, Phil Schneider shot one. They are not demons. That's you know, you in your Facebook feed, you often see all aliens are demons. That's is not true, and um, we would like that to be. Demons are very real. Unclean spirits are very real. They are our adversaries. But unfortunately, there's a lot of things out there that are more like a grizzly bear uh, than than a spirit. And Phil shot one, and they blew his hand off. And if it wasn't for Green Beret pushing him in the elevator to get him out, he would have died. Anyway, I believe he's telling the absolute truth. Anybody who watches that interview goes, "Oh my goodness." There's like 40, 40 elements on the periodic table, not what twenty that they claim that there is, and basically he he outs the the breakaway civilization that's going on behind the scenes, Phil. So anyway, yeah, the the long necked greys are an actual race that's that's underground. So and he yeah he ran into them. So like, how would you explain? And I'm down with what you're saying. How would you explain? To a Bible believing Christian who's never heard this before, like how that is actually possible. Like, are these things created in a lab? Are they descendants of something ancient or both? Yeah, well, I that's that's a that is a hard uh, way to put because it's. I mean, honestly, if I if I had never heard anything about like what I was just talking about, I'd have clicked it off already. I'm like, okay, this guy's crazy. Um, I honestly, I honestly believe that that there was a gap theory. I believe that the Earth is is ancient, um, and there's many races under the ground that were here um, before Adam and Eve, and uh, I, there's just 
other there's other stories that I have researched and Timothy Aubrey and I have researched. There's there's more than one kind of thing, but we have authority on 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 the surface of the earth. They they cannot come up. Uh, there are rules in place. Uh, they probably can't breathe the air up here, and and mankind has authority. That's why we don't see him. Steve Quayle talks about the men of valor. He knows these generals tell him there's these squads of men that have to go in underground into these hives to kill these things that go bump in the night, right? So this is generals telling him this is going on. It always almost always is underground. The giants that they found in Afghanistan were yeah. in the caves and stuff. They cannot come up. But that's why when people read the end of the book that it sounds like you got a storm going on there, Phil. That's pretty cool. I got lightning, lightning, thunder uh, effects there in the background. Oh man. But, um, so yeah, that's, I don't even that hear that. Me? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody, it's somebody. But anyway, um, but at, the, at some point when mankind becomes less than human, yeah. We trade in our inheritance, our authority on planet Earth, and that's when the restrainer is lifted. So that's how that works into zero Gs, is that as, as people start to take this upgrade and lose their pure humanity, Christ was pure human, pure God. He died for pure humans. That is the that is is why he came. He did not come and die for hybrids. So just like in the Genesis 6 affair, the, the, the hybrid monsters that were born in, in those unions, their spirits didn't have anywhere to go. So right. they became demons wandering. So just like that, when humanity starts to, to, to give up our gift, our inheritance, the Jacob and Esau, we give up our authority for immediate need then we lose that. And once we lose the authority, the restrainer is going to be lifted and, and men's hearts will fail them for what they see coming up onto the earth. Mm-hmm. So, I, and, and and even the ground breaks open and smoke smoke belches out of the abyss, right? Yeah. So that's probably terraforming. That's probably terraforming the surface. Mm. It's belching out what they breathe down there, and they can come up. I hate to be so rubber meets the road. I'd like to be more vague about it, uh, but that's what it's talking about now. I believe that Yehovah has often told, especially like Daniel, Daniel, seal those things up for a time at the because. Honestly, what I'm talking about, Phil, is only for a select few folks that our Elohim is going to call into some kind of special war or role. You don't need to know most of this stuff to go to have eternal life and to go to heaven. Um, it's, it's outlined in the scriptures. You have to accept Christ as your, your Lord and Savior, repent, follow his commandments, and, and you will gain eternal life. You don't have to know about the Nephilim. Right. Uh, so we're talking kind of obscure, but honestly, the clock is ticking down to the point where I feel a, a responsibility to tell my children to protect their pure humanity. Yeah. And so it's not so fringe anymore, Phil. Honestly, that if, if, if coronavirus vaccines become mandatory, my family and my community, the community that I associate with, that we had a meeting yesterday of the families, we're not taking it. Yeah. We're not taking the, 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 their vaccine. It doesn't mean that it's the mark of the beast. It doesn't mean that we would be less than human for just taking it. But if you're out there and you're thinking you would take the, the coronavirus vaccine, but you're not going to take the mark of the beast, I think you better heavily consider that thought. Because if you're going to take this, you will. T- they're going to make it way harder Next time you think you're in need now with just being out of work or your your work dropping off, that is nothing to the squeeze that's going to come on for you to accept what's coming. I mean, if it were possible, even the elect would do this, right? Yeah, we already mentioned that. So, um, yeah, I, I just I think that it's it's some of this stuff is 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 pretty 
obscure, scary. I mean, Revelation talks about these hybrid creatures coming out of the ground that have hair like a woman and teeth and they're flying and they're torturing men for, for five months or whatever. You know, we used to think that that was a metaphor for helicopters. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's hybrid creatures that they're either making or already exist. There's nothing to do with helicopters, in my opinion. So, okay, so why are we talking about there is There is important core issues we have to talk about, with it, which is, is repentance and the gospel and faith. But then you kind of get into the really important stuff, too, which is, hey, what is the mark? Maybe it's protecting your pure humanity against vaccines that contain ab- aborted fetal cells, swine DNA, alien gray stuff. Who what they're putting into you. And suddenly it's rewriting your DNA. And because you wanted to go to Walmart so bad and, and you didn't prepare your escape hatch to freedom while you had the chance, you're taking, you're taking, you're getting your vaccine bracelet and going to Walmart. And all of a sudden you're not fully human anymore. Mm. I mean, you're going to have the choice. They're not going to force believers into doing this. You're going to have the choice, but you may be very hungry and, and, and then you might give in in your hour of need. Again, the Jacob and Esau story what good is is that if I die? Well, they love their lives not unto death, the word says. So the elite or the, the the those that are with the father, his chosen ones, are going to have to choose uh, circumstances and repercussions over joining up. Is that clear? Am I am I being um, clear on that? No, I think you're you're right on the mark, man. Um... I mean, you look through scripture and when people are hungry, they'll do some things that they would never have imagined they would do, like eating their children. I mean, that's in scripture. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you look into intertestamental books like first and second Maccabees. And I think a lot of what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 24, he's referencing a lot of first and second Maccabees Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there's like a cyclical nature to it. And so like people like reversing their circumcision in first and second Maccabees, you know, like, mm-hmm. I think there's a, a New Testament version of that coming, you know, right. and it, yeah, they, they play the, uh, and I'm sorry for like taking over this thing. I was just, yeah. I was just no. with you, man. If anybody has long winded answers, man, it's me. No, you go. It's your show. <laughs> no, man. But I was just thinking about how there was like, you know, there were blessings that Antiochus was offering the Jews that would reverse their circumcision, but you know, just absolute hardcore persecution if they were to remain faithful. And yes. I think it's coming from both ends and it'll come from the church as well. You know, the church playing like the love your neighbor card and, uh, oh, it's, cool. you know, it's just yeah, for us not to get the vaccine. Right. That's not loving them. Right. We're, we're, although it's always on Facebook, how does, how does your vaccine not work if I don't get mine? Right. I mean, that's always the big question, but they won't care. They'll see, you know, it's in it's in my novel, and and this is how this starts to be pushed on the the new I, the new society that's emerging in zero Jesus. Also, a socialistic feel good. Everybody join arm in arm and let's go to the stars and be gods and, and apotheosis. You know, but it's like it's it, people say, you know. It's if you don't take the mark or the the upgraded first, you know it's peculiar. But then quickly it becomes you're 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 like flea infested rats on mm-hmm. our ship that's going to the stars, and we can't afford you in the gene pool anymore. And um, a lot of other things happen in the novel, basically to coerce 
the world to start looking at anybody who believes in and the God of heaven as as ridiculous at first, then a threat, and then you, we know how that becomes. They'll they'll kill us and think they're doing good when they're doing right. evil. We know where it's going. Yeah. Yeah, and and a lot of that seems to really take place with the truisms that are laid down in your book. Oh yes, right. And yeah. it's hard to argue with the truisms. They're so diabolical in their and oh, their in their nature that the messengers hand down. It's like you know, share everything with everybody. No one should be in need, and 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 restore the earth, and um, all this feel good stuff. And then, well, yeah, people really need to 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 get. I'm not going to give away the truisms because. Um, that impacts people when they read that. They go, "That's exactly what's coming." This is this is it's so de- it's so such a strong delusion that um, yeah, anybody who goes against it is going to be immediately seen as an enemy of the state. Who's last left Truth fights on us 